it's like obviously they're gonna get married and have a family like that's the whole point i read these is because they're happy like yeah i'd actually really love somebody to write a romance maybe it'll be me maybe i'll do this to write a romance and it's like a year later and they don't they're just like it's yeah like they're just still dating they're, they're just, just getting to know they're each just other. content yeah, maybe maybe they moved in together. Maybe they got a dog. I don't a dog. Know. Yeah, a dog <laughs> and um, therapy and. Welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, where both me and my friend Megan talk about book-related news and topics on a bi-weekly basis. How are you today, Megan? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way because I'm like, I, the guilt is heavy and I don't know why, but I have not finished a book. Aww. So we're just going to jump right it's into fine. it. And I know it's, it's fine. Fu- like, I know it's fine, <laughs> but I also wanted to. I'm yeah. just really busy and it's been a little bit hard. And I also chose a book that like, so I'm still reading The Hunchback of Notre Dame and I have made progress in it, but it's, it's a little slower. Like it's not, it's not a fast read. Mm-hmm. You, you take your time. Yeah. And so I think that's throwing me too. Cause like when I have a little bit of time to read, I'm not burning through as much as the book as I think I should be. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to finish this book. Yeah. But Anyway, that's bugging me, clearly, because that was the first thing I said. <laughs> but, like, this is, you know, typical for you, because you'll, like... I know, I say You won't read, and then you'll read, like, ten. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll catch up, and you'll feel I, better about yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. And I just... I watched this TikTok the other day, and she was, like... It was, like, this girl explaining how she gets, like, so many books read a year, and she's, like, I just, I just treat it like, you know, some people treat, like, going to the gym or any other hobby. I just do a little bit each day. I'm, like, is that how people do things? things <laughs> like is that because i uh, all my hobbies have been that i aggressively do them for the entire day yeah every hour that i have to spare every moment yeah. every second i burn into this activity and then i complete something and then i choose whether i want to continue doing it but it's not it's not balanced like i didn't yeah. know we had balance in our hobbies yeah i feel like that's how you have a, a functioning life okay well that might be point one <laughs> but you know you, you that's fine you, yeah you choose what you want to spend your time doing yeah you're right though like i'm saying it's atypical of me to not have read books but yeah. you're right in saying that this is actually typical of me to go several weeks yeah doing nothing and then like what and i'm not promising next time but it's gonna be a time close to now i'm gonna come in and i'm like so i read 14 books and you're like see <laughs> yeah see i wasn't worried about there you. was there was no panic yeah there was no panic needed no panic <laughs> necessary you're good uh yeah so i i know you have finished a book and i can see a book that you're currently reading that yes. you have next to your laptop that i'm very excited that you've started yeah. yes so i have read actually well a book and a novella okay so the book i read was hide by kirsten white which i was yes talked about. we were talking about um last time and it, i liked it fantastic it was i gave it four stars um mainly because like i haven't really read a horror classified horror book in a long time so it was kind of like i was expecting more mm-hmm. but also not like it was good like it took a while to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it so it's like a paranormal horror thriller 
and it was a pretty good i actually really liked how like how it ended and like her background story and stuff in it um so yeah i recommend it if that's your jam mm-hmm. um and then i also read a little romance the mist connection by denise williams okay and i had it on my e-reader for a long time because i think i got it for like 99 cents right and i was like what is steel i'll read it when i'm in the mood and ended up being a novella so it was like mm-hmm. oh okay well at least i'll read it quick yeah <laughs> and it was pretty good like considering it was like a short story basically like there was a lot yeah. of like there was a lot in it um it was like a little spicy it wasn't super spicy there wasn't like any like explicit sex scenes or anything it was more like like making out that yeah. kind of stuff so if you're okay with that definitely read it, it was super cute um one thing i noticed with romance novel <laughs> is they like to do the one year later thing and i don't know if i like that like at the end yeah yeah i'm not a fan i'm not a fan Actually, even if it this is, is going to come up in this episode <laughs> it's ruined a lot of books for me yeah because you know what i'm gonna be honest it's usually one year later pregnant and child (laughs) and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with having children that's not my issue here it's Mm -hmm. just a lot of like oh good like no matter what the character like the character could be anyone and they will end up with a child and i find that weird because like some of the characters i'm like i don't think you would have had a child in a year no i think you're you've got some other things going on that you were trying to deal with first or accomplish or whatever yeah yeah. and you still wanted a kid but like not right now (laughs) like you could have waited like you're still 19 years old i don't know (laughs) yeah it's just like a little uncomfy like i even prefer the like 10 years later yeah like if you want to give if you want to give me that perfect ideal picturesque moment give me like 10 years later Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like show me it in 10 years but honestly i never need it no because you know that's where they're going. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, especially with romance, like it has a happy ending anyways. And then they're like, here's your extra, here's extra, your extra, happy- just in case you didn't know where it was going to go. Like with obviously a dollar they're going to get extra, extra happy. Yeah. It's like, obviously they're going to get married and have a family. Like that's the whole point I read these is because they're happy. Like- yeah. I'd actually really love somebody to write a romance. Maybe it'll be me. Maybe I'll do this. To write a romance and it's like a year later and they don't. They're just like, it's like, they're just still dating. They're They're just just, getting to know each other. They're just content. Yeah, maybe maybe they moved in together. Maybe they got a dog. I a don't dog. Know. Yeah, a dog <laughs> and um, therapy and... <laughs> it's like they were went through a lot when they, they were, went through a lot when they had that miscommunication trope happening yeah, like, yeah. It was like, there was a lot of, there's a lot to unpack there yeah <laughs> i want that to be the one year later just getting out of therapy just just yeah. getting out of a therapy session they're going for coffee they're walking their dog i want that just picture. a normal day in the just life a normal day yeah i just i really i do you know and i i think it just does really, and I know it's idealistic and stuff like that, but I don't think like, it's just interesting because some of these characters I really do think wouldn't have wanted like kids yeah. or something or like were really like commitment phobes and it's like a year later they got married, really? Like you just yeah. met. Yeah. It is a little weird. I agree. And I think that just like goes into that like true love trope. It's just like, oh, they found the one so they must all of a sudden want to be married. Even yeah, though that I, was I actually take it. big issue to that though because I think like, part of if you part of your personality is that you don't want that like mm-hmm. i don't think that's going to change just because you found someone you love mm-hmm. 
And that's okay. Like, it doesn't have to change. There's nothing wrong with you if you meet someone and you're still like, uh, marriage still isn't my thing. Or, you know, kids aren't in my, like, long-term dream. Yeah. Like, that's okay. It's okay to be the other way, too. I'm not s- snarking on that at all. Yeah. It is a little bit funny, though. I, I do agree. I, yeah. I've seen that in a couple of them, and it it's actually ruined it. It's like, yeah. why did you need this? It was happy how it ended. Like, I don't need that extra little bit like i mean it was kind of cute because it like and like kind of spoilers but i mean it was basically them proposing to each other which was cute and it was like like i get why she put it in there but also like you didn't have to put it in there yeah i don't know so are is there anything else you needed to talk about in like your current read most recent read section here or can i move right into our topic because there was bone book i kind of wanted to mention yeah go ahead so our current topic is the worst endings mm-hmm. books with the worst endings that we've read and i have a couple that i feel like aren't like terrible like they, they didn't yeah. ruin the whole book well that's what i was gonna say like worst endings is a very aggressive term for the ones yeah. i have like I, I was actually struggling with the topic a little because i was like worst endings to me means like it completely ruined destroyed the book it yeah. or the series or like yeah like you wouldn't recommend it i do have a couple that like i when i reread i actually don't read the ending oh interesting and i think you have one that you might have forgotten about that's gonna be on the list too and when i say it you're gonna be like oh yes i'll probably yeah Yeah. probably (laughs) but the one i was talking about when you were kind of talking about this romance trope of like the one year later thing was actually icebreaker okay um so i don't know if you were because you just read that one not too long ago yeah yes so i read this one in november and it's by hannah grace and it's about it's very you know <laughs> it's very romancy yeah so it's a hockey player and a, a figure skater which obviously Obvious. they're gonna fall in love classic there was it's got the spice it's got a little bit of everything uh part of the story is like dealing with the fact that she's like kind of unintentionally developed an eating disorder and kind of a, like a healthy recovery of that which is really nice to see because i don't think we see that a lot in books and like the whole thing was actually like pretty good Mm -hmm. like the pacing was a little off for me there were sections where i was like this is really like i don't know what's going on like there's no character development there's no like real plot development it's just like seeing the characters interact which i was like it's kind of cool but like i could have done without so many of those kinds of scenes like i think a couple were okay but like there were a lot Mm -hmm. um but at one point and this is a little bit of spoilers but they like go to the guy and i can't remember his name but his like parents house and there's like a lake on the property. He lives in like Minnesota or something. And she goes skating on the lake, which like she does. She hasn't grown up around like cold environments where they actually freeze over water. So like me and you growing up in Canada, like, yeah, you check the lake before yeah. you skate on the lake. Well, right. Sure. So obviously she falls through the ice and it's this whole thing. And so this is like a big trauma moment. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like maybe there was some therapy needed there. Yeah, yeah. And like the like, like she almost died. Yeah. Like fully almost died in this moment. And then it did the whole like cut to a year later. And she Like after that? Immediately? No. So like uh, they go back and she she's dealing with like a toxic figure skating partner. And it's like kind of her dealing with that. And the kind of the fallout of that and then the resolution. And, you know, it's like, oh, he learned to deal with his like jealousy issues and she learned to deal with her commitment issues. And then like a year later, I'm pretty sure. 
And I don't remember if they're like fully married or they're engaged, but there's some sort of marriage happening, yeah. which I was like, again, she had commitment issues. So I understand that she and through processing them, she was like, you know what? I actually do want to get married. I just like have this like. So yeah. I was like, it still makes sense. But I was like, so soon. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> And she was pregnant. And Aww. I was like, so that's really interesting because she was like lined up to go to the Olympics and she actually had to put off going to the Olympics to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I was really annoyed because I was like, and no. How how old is she? Just for like... They were in college. So <laughs> you're telling me this girl is Olympic ready yep. and she chose to, you know, whatever their choices but to have a baby while in college yeah and you couldn't wait so the until excuse, after the olympics the excuse that was like written in the book that for how she got pregnant is during <laughs> she like had some sort of thing where she like kept throwing up but it wasn't like bulimia mm-hmm. and it was like she threw up her birth control like one time <laughs> so that's how they figured she got pregnant because she was so diligent with her birth control i'm just saying i'm just saying i don't know i feel like maybe the person who had trained her entire life for the olympics would not have given that up and delayed that yeah and i just don't think like she was like pretty pretty on top of birth control throughout the whole book yeah, it was like, like mentioned. Yeah. So it was really weird because I was like, you didn't need to add this in. Like you actually chose to be like, how do I make her pregnant without sacrificing everything? And you were like, it was like a lot of like working around the fact that she had chosen to make this character pregnant. And I was like, you could have just not made her pregnant or done like a 10 years in the future. Yeah. And I would have actually preferred a 10 years in the future because I feel like that would have added more. Like it was like a year later and I was like, okay. I- well, yeah, like that goes by fast. Like a lot doesn't really happen in a year in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And like also, or maybe like, I don't know, have her go to Olympics and then like reveal to the guy that she's, oh, hey, I'm pregnant, but like only, you know. Only afterwards or something. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm actually going to have to backpedal. I don't remember if it was just a year or if it might have been a couple years. Yeah. But it wasn't enough time for me personally. And then it was like, he was still playing hockey. He made the NHL. Like he made all yeah, this just stuff. And I was like, their life. Like in, I was like, maybe she also could have accomplished her dreams because I would have loved to see her like accomplish her dreams and then have a family. And she got like the whole picture. That's a happy ending to me. So it was just really weird because I was like, I feel like you actually took a happy ending that I was imagining. Yeah. Because when everything was wrapped up, I'm like, oh, they're going to be like this power couple in like skating. Like it's going to be so cute. It's basically like Tessa Virtue and um, Morgan O'Reilly Morgan O'Reilly, Morgan Riley from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, like, yeah. It's like this little love story. It was like cute, yeah. right? It was like, yeah, this total like power couple in like f- skating and like ice skating and all this stuff. And then it was like, oh, JK, she had to put off her dream. And I was like, you just didn't no. actually have to pull back the dream. You no. could have had her have everything. Or like have it so that it worked out that she had her child before the Olympics so she could still compete in the Olympics. Yeah, like, it was just, like, Like, fine. it's still doable. Like, and that would, I feel like that would show a more powerful, like, like depiction of, like, athletes 
yeah like women athletes because there are so many olympic like athletes out there yeah who and it go was to the it was like kid. said you know like she's gonna still do it and like she's still gonna but accomplish and it was like still i was like i just feel like you didn't have to write it in that way yeah personally and i was and like, i know that this happens and there's nothing wrong too. <laughs> you can be a little selfish yeah. right like and you can be a little bit of careful and stuff like that and have it work out like i i think the accidental pe- pregnancy trope really gets me too so i was like yeah why can't we just like we can just let the fictional characters get pregnant on their own schedule yeah, yeah. it's okay that's okay like you don't have to write everything in the one book maybe write a blog post <laughs> maybe write Again, a blog it's post. a blog post <laughs> <laughs> fantastic i just think this one was one where like if i was to reread this book and i actually potentially would like i enjoyed it it was fun yeah it was a really fun read so if you're looking for a fun read and you're a fan of like ice skating figure skating hockey any of that kind of stuff you'd probably really enjoyed just like the funness of it yeah but i really did struggle with the ending and if i was to reread it i would not read the epilogue like i would just mm-hmm. be like no that actually didn't happen <laughs> yeah i'm just going to cut these pages out of the book mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> totally they don't mm-hmm. exist they don't exist <laughs> no uh, yeah no i feel like those can definitely make or break a book for sure like yeah i mean we've talked about harry potter's epilogue before but it's just yeah. like but i feel you know what i actually in in not defense of anything except maybe just a small smidgen of it at least that one was like 20 years later yeah. or something oh, for like sure. i was like okay so we're looking like well into the future i personally didn't need it yeah me neither and i think that's the issue with epilogues is like do i really i i just as a as a reader who who does write I just, I really want everyone to just ask themselves, is this necessary? Does this actually add enough value yeah. for me to justify? Or is it, and again, like, is it just the author wanting them to prove, like, this is actually what happens mm-hmm. versus, like, the readers? Is it a control issue? Yeah. In the future of your characters? Or is it necessary for the reader to have the closure? Mm-hmm that you feel they need. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fine line, which is why epilogues are really hard. And I think like in Harry Potter's case, I do like the last line. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It was like Harry's scar hadn't, hadn't ever hurt since. It was something that was like, he'd mm-hmm. never felt his scar again. And I liked that as the last line. I didn't know if we needed the whole scene. Yeah. Like I feel like a little glimpse of him in the future that wasn't dropping his kids off in the train. Like, that whole thing, it felt a little bit too heavy-handed. Would have been much better. Yeah. And the all was well. Like, that uh, those, Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been fine. But I think everything else really actually took away from that. And I, 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 I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah. So, well, we have two on our list. Do you have any other ones you wanted to add other than <laughs> Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. I got, I got a few. You got a few. I got a few. So, like... I got I got the Death Cure. Okay, this is Maze Runner series. Oh yes, and I agree I, with you. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> did you have it too? I didn't have it on my list, but oh, I yeah. was looking at kind of a list of ones that like were on like Reddit and like some blog mm-hmm. posts about it, which I didn't agree with a lot of them actually. Yeah. I actually was like adamant that some of these weren't the worst endings in books. So this is a very finicky topic. But the the Maze Runner series ending is wild. Is wild. So like Kate. I I know I talked about the Maze Runner series. I think it was one of our podcasts about like what's mm-hmm. a series you glad you read or something. 
but then like looking up endings and being like oh yeah that did happen and it didn't wasn't in my opinion the best so like Mm -hmm. i have i'll go i'll go through what kind of the ending is so obviously i think without saying spoilers um (laughs) so basically what happens we got thomas our main character he's with brenda minho and the rest of the gang there's about Mm -hmm. 200 of them and they all end up in some like paradise through this it's called a flat trans which is like a portal type thing that brenda happens to know how to open up Mm mm-hmm um, and they end up all being like immune to the virus. Um, the rest of the world, though, that has the flare virus, they're just left to die. So basically, like the immunes are then tasked with repopulating Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I personally don't like it because, first of all, Thomas never really gets the answers he's been searching for yeah. the whole series. It was very unsatisfying and yeah. not in an open ending no. Way. Like, you know I'm a fan of a good open ending. Yeah. This was like, I didn't know how to finish it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, sure, like, he doesn't get to know. And, like, they did do the epilogue with the memorandum and they kind of explain it to the, re- like, the reader. Like, mm-hmm. this is who Wicked is. This is kind of why we did this. These were the options of having the immunes live. And then, like, we just failed at our task at finding a cure, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, sure. But then, like, (laughs) I don't know. There was, like, other things. Like, I don't feel like we explored, like, Thomas's, like, emotional traumas enough. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, the love triangle that wasn't really there, but kind of there. Yeah. Like, it's like you're with Teresa, the first two books. Well, I guess first book for sure. And then she kind of goes crazy in the second book (laughs) yeah but then she lit instead of him having to like come to terms with like her actually doing the stuff she did because she loved him or because she cared about him Mm -hmm. and like wants the best for him she gets squished by a a rock so she dies thomas doesn't have to worry about choosing between two women and and has to worry about what she was going to say to him you know, like, yeah. it's just like, okay, cool. So Thomas, like, he gets to live in paradise with a beautiful woman. Yeah. And screw the world and screw Teresa, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's one thing. I did. Another thing I did like. Um, and also, like, I just feel like I don't like that they didn't have a hope for a cure anymore. Like, I feel yeah. like it was just like, no, like, now our goal is to repopulate the earth. Mm-hmm. there's no chance of saving anybody anywhere. And I just think that's like, and I, yeah, I guess it's dystopian, but I just don't, it's just so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I actually don't remember. Like you're, you're saying all these things and I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like as you're saying them very vaguely, it's not clear. That's how, that's how I but felt when I was researching. this is how yeah. I feel when you see that a book is going towards like a really bad ending Mm -hmm. and this is exactly how i feel about uh the divergent series as well Mm. which is like again with the maze runner as well fantastic first book such a great concept yeah like so cool Mm -hmm. and like i really liked divergent yeah i thought divergent was fine and the second one in both series again i feel like got a little weird like, I didn't really understand some of the choices that were made, but I yeah. had hope that the third one was going to, you know, push the point home. Yeah. And then the third one was like, really? Yeah. 
You're like, did you need to did go you that way? Need to do that? Yeah. And I think, like, kind of the same problem. I feel like I don't know. You might not agree with me, but the same problem kind of happened with both series, in which I don't think the author actually had a plan. Yeah. Or they like ran out of time. Like it was like almost like a deadline thing. It's like, oh, yeah. how can I wrap this up? You know what? I would agree in the case of the Maze Runner series. Yeah. It was like, I, that what last one felt like. I just feel there like. There was too many ideas yeah. and not enough execution. Yeah. Whereas I do feel like in Allegiant, there was not enough ideas. Mm-hmm. And almost too much time to execute it. Because the third book is really boring. Yeah. I don't know. Did you read Allegiant? No. Did you read Divergent? Yes. So I read the first book and then I don't know what happened why I stopped reading it. But I, I like okay. I know. I feel like maybe I read the third book and told you. To- probably. Probably, <laughs> probably like, it's happened. not worth it. And <laughs> like, like give up now actually. Yeah. And I know what happens in the last one. Yeah. So it's like not. Don't. You could spoil yeah, no, me. No, no, no. And I am going to talk about it. So the third book of the Legion, it's a little bit confusing. In fact, I, I was like reading up about it. I was like, I don't remember half of this stuff, to be honest with you. The part that I do remember is opening up the book. Mm-hmm. And the first two books are just from Triss's perspective and only Triss's perspective. And the third book introduces Four's perspective. Oh. And I... Don't know if I just had a feeling or if it was just because I really, when I see you open up to another character Mm -hmm. and their perspective, I assume somebody's going to die. Oh, yeah. So the minute I saw Four as a perspective on his own, I was like, Triss is going to die in this book. Hmm. And spoilers, Triss dies in this (laughs) book. (laughs) And I just, I don't buy into the fact. So I've read like a couple of interviews that Veronica Roth was like essentially saying that like it didn't work from just Triss's perspective. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that, to be honest. Like you had to have Forrest's perspective because you were going to get rid of Triss. Yeah. And you can't get rid of Triss if you have nobody else to pass it off to. You could have just passed it off to Four at that moment, which I think would have worked a lot better. And just had the whole book in Four's Yeah, well, no, but you have Triss's perspective up until she dies. And then we switch to Four and we go, oh, "Oh, shit, what happened? Did she actually die? I think the thing about it that I don't like is that... (laughs) Which I don't mind. Like, if you want to kill off a character... I'm not exactly the one against it. Like, I, I've notably called out Sarah J. Moss because I don't think she kills off enough of her characters, but yeah. she puts them in situations where they probably would have died. And Triss literally goes on and she volunteers. Essentially, they've come up to this plan. And I'm not going to get into the details because it's really complicated how they've ended up in this situation, but they need to expose a memory serum, essentially. And Caleb, her brother, volunteers for it. And so. Triss, yeah, so Caleb's supposed to go on this and they know it's a suicide mission, which like it's lo- the, like that term's used loosely in books lots. Like people come <laughs> back from suicide missions yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, you know, he he's going to go to it. He volunteers for it and Triss replaces him, which is her whole thing because she doesn't fear anything, right? Like that's their whole deal. And so she... There's like this death serum, so she almost dies by the death serum, but she successfully like gets rid of it, and then she's shot. And I just, 
I just hated, I not only hated the fact that it happened and that I knew it was going to happen the entire book, because also it's very like mushy. So like four is really like, because they're in love, right? So her and four are very mushy and he's like, I could never live without you. And I was like, yeah, foreshadowing. Like, it's like, it just like, it was too on the nose. And then she, she gets out of the situation and then it was like, oh, she's going to be fine. And then she got shot and it was like, okay. Like shock value. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, She was like definitely trying to shock you. Yeah. Which I was like, I see what you're doing. This is not going to work. Like, I (laughs) I knew from page one. Yeah, this is not happening. And then... Trist like sees a vision of her mother and then she dies. And like you get the last line as she's dying. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it was really over the top, in my opinion. And then it switches to Four's perspective and it just never switches back, right? Because mm-hmm. she's dead. And I just like, it was just so like pointless. Like I was just like, like it just felt so like have her die in the original way. Don't have her get shot. Like that felt like kind of a yeah. slap in the face. It kind of felt like a slap in the face that you tried to shock me mm-hmm. into thinking she wasn't going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, you know what? Like, you got to kind of own it at that point. You you introduced four as a like a perspective and that has was new. And also, it just didn't really make sense. And again, I've read interviews where she's like, it was she did everything right. And it was just where her story needed to end. And I'm like, that's like a really weird reason to kill off a character. It's like, she's no longer yeah. useful. Like, I got bored of writing about her. <laughs> That's so... more of what it felt like, to be honest. <laughs> she dead now. She dead now. <laughs> I also, like, I don't think the rest of the book really works, but, like, the ending for this one really... Sum- like, I was so annoyed. Yeah. I remember being so angry, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was like she almost made it out, but then she didn't, and then she died, and it was just dumb. Yeah. And to be honest, it was just one of those things, too, where, like, I just felt like there was no way that she would have actually been the one to go. Yeah. And, like, anyway, it was just... I just feel like, like, because, like, I obviously didn't read it, but when you were talking about it and, like, I just, like, found out what happened, I just feel like Veronica Roth was trying to be, like, edgy and, like, do something different because it was at the time when all of these, like female-led YA fantasy mm-hmm. novel, dystopian novel, sorry, were coming about. And then it was just, like, obviously, like, the the main female character lives. Like, that's what you're yeah. rooting for. Well, because it was like, getting compared to, like, the Hunger Games Yeah, so it's, like, almost, like, just kidding. She actually dies, and then, you know. Yeah, it did feel like that. And to be honest, she went on to create, like, a, and I stopped reading the series the minute I was done with the Legion. But I know she went on to create, like, I think a couple books from Force Perspective. And I'm not going to lie to you. I really just feel like she didn't want to do it from Trista's perspective anymore. Mm -hmm. And she needed a way to make that super final. And you know what? It's your book. It's your choices. You know what? Do what you got to do. But that really ruined the whole series for me. Because it also really showed to me that she didn't really care so much about the characters yeah or like the the themes it was really just plot and shock value and i was like yeah. i'm not really that interested which is in like kind of sad because like when you're an author like you obviously like are gonna get some attachment to the characters you create mm-hmm. so you just like literally didn't care about this character to the point that you were like i just want to kill her off in any way yeah that i can basically. and it's and it was like a little bit of like the first person 
because it's in first person narration, you really don't expect that character to die. Mm-hmm. And so I do like you're saying she was trying to be edgy. And I did feel that at the time because I was like, but then don't add four in as a uh, as a perspective until after she's dead. Like that really pissed me off. I was like, yeah. I didn't need his perspective throughout this yeah. whole book until the end. The only reason I needed his perspective at the end <laughs> was because Tris was like literally no longer there to give hers. And I'm like curious why like the editor didn't like push well, for I that think, or I think, notice to that. To be honest with you, some of these books, and I feel like this is something that has happened with like Sarah Jamas, Colleen Hoover, these big, t- like the, the authors that can write anything and then people are going to buy them. Mm-hmm. The editors don't really care. Like, mm. it's not really about the quality anymore. Yeah. It is about the fact that they've written something. Yeah. And so I, because, and I believe this was the kind of, like, I, I think the movie had already been confirmed or already come out before she finished the third book. So I think it was going to sell no matter what. And they knew right. that. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, get this on the shelf. Yeah. And maybe that's how she felt writing it, too. She's like, I probably could come up with a better idea, but... <laughs> But nah, do I want to? Yeah, yeah. Dang. yeah. I seen that one come up a lot on all the research. Like when I was researching, I was like, yeah. man, if I read it, <laughs> man, if only, if only I read that, I could have added it to my <laughs> list. Um, my next one was The Burning God by R.F. Kuang. Oh, interesting. So that's the third book in the Poppy War series, which highly recommend. Like if if you're willing to read a heavy book about war, all that stuff. Um, so the reason I didn't love it. And it's still a good ending. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I felt like Rin is like this character who's like, she's very stubborn. She's very power hungry. War is like her life right now. Like mm-hmm. this is what she's striving for. Like I don't even think it's for her. It's not even about like her people getting freedom and living mm-hmm. living their life. It's like her conquering. And mm-hmm. so... In the last little bit of the book, it goes from like her as this one character to all of a sudden being this like really she's more sane and more self-sacrificial. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt to me um, rushed. Yeah. Because in the like basically what happens is um, the Hesperians, which is like who she's fighting against, want her to like... S- surrender herself mm-hmm. and they'll they're like we'll take care of your people like we just want to ex- do these experiments on you like mm-hmm. we just don't want you to obviously be like this really powerful god basically mm-hmm. um but she's like refuses to do that like that goes against like obviously she'd be tortured basically so mm-hmm. understandable um but then so she's bound to her friend katai mm-hmm and that helps her control this phoenix god that's in her. Mm. So if he dies, she dies. So how they do it is Katai basically goes to try to kill himself. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, she has this like, it's just like a sense of clarity out of nowhere. And I, I kind of didn't love that because I feel like, first of all, Katai's like the one person in her life that she would do anything for. Yeah. So to me... It would make sense that she just like gives herself up to do this these experiments. Yeah. Versus her, herself, she decides to just kill herself and she's like she realizes that she's the problem, all this stuff. So she kills herself, yeah. which obviously kills Katai cuz they're linked. Mhm. So then you're like, "Okay, cool. 
Like, you just, like, sacrifice the one person you really care about. Yeah. And also, like, I don't really know why you killed yourself. Because, like, you love power. And then you don't really find out. So, like, they have another guy, uh, Naja, who's also, he's kind of going to be put in power by the Hesperians. Right. But you don't know if he's actually going to have his own power or if the Hesperians are just going to be controlling him. Right. So, you don't even really, you kind of don't really get an answer to that. like. The la- like the epilogue is about him and how he's just felt like he got left alone like he's like Rin like why did you do this to me like you just put yeah. me in this position so I just like felt like the character development was like one thing where you're like okay Rin is for sure this like horrible mm-hmm. sure she's not horrible but <laughs> like she's like a she's like becoming a dictator basically yeah and then she's just like oh I did some bad things I'm gonna just kill myself and i'm just gonna hope it all goes back to normal like i don't know like it's still good and i see what the author's trying to do but it wasn't like it was just weird you know what i will say about rf Kuang is i think it's impressive that you have that feeling and yet if like you would pick up another book by her oh for sure yeah yeah because a lot of these on my list they've really soured the whole like author for me i'm like i wouldn't actually trust you to execute another plot and i think that's why like it's still obviously it's a good ending but it's just like not the ending i would have expected from how the character was developing Mm -hmm. so you're using and this is why you said this at the beginning too is like the worst is really not it's not like a firm it's not like the firm worst and i think like there isn't like a lot of books where i was like that was horrible Mm -hmm. like that's why i really kind of struggled with the topic this week well we had different experiences yeah so i was just like (laughs) trying to figure out like okay like I didn't love the ending. You but didn't love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's just a, better a personal way to opinion. <laughs> yeah. There was some there was some problems with it. Um, I'm actually okay, so I do wanna say that there's one I think should be on your list. Okay. Which is my name is memory. I do think of that one, yes. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Anne Bershares, uh, who wrote more famously The Sisterhood yeah. of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> yeah is the author of My Name is Memory. And essentially, it's about Daniel and Sophia, who Daniel is somebody who... So Daniel and Sophia both get reincarnated. Mm-hmm. The The difference is Sophia doesn't remember, and Daniel does. So Daniel always has this memory of who he was in his past life, and he actually remembers all of his past lives. Sophia doesn't. Mm-hmm. But he's essentially been tra- chasing this girl through centuries, Every life he looks for her. And sometimes they're very different ages. Sometimes, uh, you know, like it doesn't matter to him. He just tries to find her and keep her safe. And mm-hmm. he generally fails as his brother from a previous life is trying to kill her every time. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a lot more I could unpack about like the further away from reading this book I get, the more problems I actually see with like how it was written but i will say like the biggest thing that always bugged me was how it was ended Mm -hmm. because it never felt like an ending Mm -hmm. and it was kind of stupid we recently found out that there was supposed to have been a sequel that was never written yeah and so maybe that's why you didn't include it because it was like it didn't actually wasn't supposed to end Mm -hmm. like that and i'm sure there would have been a better ending but essentially how it ends is daniel and sophia 
spend one passionate night together. (laughs) And then he goes away to deal with his brother and never returns. And she ends up in like this like monastery or something. a monk. Yeah, it was like kind of something. She was like with all these Buddhist monks. Yeah. And they were like protecting Mm -hmm. her. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally living, like, off the grid, nowhere. And she's just slowly realizing that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then the book ends. Yeah. Because, like, it wasn't she going to... She was trying to write a letter she to was, him. She kept writing letters yeah. to him. But his letters stopped coming back. Yeah. And, like, the last letter that she gets back, it's, like, very heavily implied that he died. And so you don't, but you don't know what happened. Yeah. It was very unsatisfying. Of course, there was supposed to be a sequel. I think she's actually in the process of maybe repicking it up. In 2020, she had like this revelation that it was like done. I don't know what's happened since then because it's been three years and there's still no sequel that I know of. Uh, So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that might be something we need to find a fan fiction about. Like, there has to be someone out there who's read this book that's like, I, we need an ending. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of people on Reddit and stuff saying, you know, that they've been waiting for this. And when she announced in 2020 that she was going to be writing a sequel. But, again, nothing has been published as of mm-hmm. yet. So, I don't really know if it's a thing. Yeah. But I'm sure there's fan fiction if we really looked for it. It's it was one true. of those books where I read it. I was frustrated. I was annoyed. And then I... Like, every time yeah. I thought about it, I got annoyed again. Well, but I also, just, like, put it to the side. Yeah. It's just, like, you just thought it was, like, a one and done. So you were, like, I guess I'll just have to accept it was the like fact that it's over. Almost a one and done. Like, it yeah. could have been a one and done. Yeah. And it was so close. Like, they could have just, like, both stayed in this, like, secret location together and lived happily ever after forever. Yeah. Right? I'm sure the brother wouldn't have found them. I would have just assumed. We could have assumed that, yeah. We could have done a one year later. Where was that in this situation? (laughs) Where was that in this situation? (laughs) Would have worked fine. This was the one time I actually wanted it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so this was one that I like definitely thought of like immediately. Yeah. What was the next one on your list? So the next one, No Country for Old Men by Cormac McCarthy. Oh, interesting. If you look on that shelf... Are you are you supposed to read that one? It is on my TBR. Oh, dang it. Well, I might spoil some stuff. I don't want to spoil it That's for you. That's okay. That's okay. It's still, like... Is it still readable? It's still readable, I feel like. like okay. It's, You're I'll, giving me, like, a side eye, so I don't know if you mean... I don't, because I don't really know. Like, I read the book, and I'll probably never read it again, only because, like, it's kind of depressing. Yeah, Cormac McCarthy. I've read one other book of his. And it was sad. Yeah. So <laughs> it like, was it was grim. That's why I don't love the ending of this one. Um basically, without with minimal spoilers, because like I still want you to read it and like yeah. not okay. fully expect okay. the ending. But let's just say Do you want me to like plug my ears for a little bit? But you're gonna have to I'm gonna have to edit it. You're gonna this. have to edit it anyway, so just don't even worry about it. <laughs> That would have been awkward later. <laughs> Let's just say two-thirds into the book, the people you think should make it to the end of the book don't. 
Oh, yeah. I'm not really surprised with him. Yeah. And so then you're like, where else could this go? Yeah. And then it gets worse. And is it like a Stephen King thing where you're, you're just like, it's out of nowhere? It's, it's not, not quite as bad. No, it's not quite as bad as Stephen King where it's like aliens or something all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like we're um, in the middle of the plague <laughs> and aliens fall from the sky. Yeah, like surprise. No, it's not like that. Like the it, devil rises from hell. Like it's <laughs> almost like like it's real. It's actually realistic to the the killer. Like it's like, mm. hey, like he's seriously like he's like this. He's described as this like invincible human being. Oh, okay. So it's just like when he tells you he's going to do something, it's going to happen. He's going to do it whether or not you got what you got. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, you might be dead or you might be whatever situation. But if he said he was going to do something to you or to people around you, it's happening. It's happening no matter what. So there was that. And then how it ends is literally there's a character who doesn't even come in contact with the other main characters. And it ends on this guy. Oh, interesting. So then you're like, cool. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not very clearly. And I, you actually did that re- relatively well, by the way, with like minimal yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I, I was trying. Like, I, I know what to expect going in, but it's not really that different from what I was going to expect because I read yeah. one book of his. Yeah. Which I would have to look up and I, I don't feel like doing that right now. Is it The Road? It. That's the only one I've read other than. I don't think it was The Road. Probably one of his other. It was uh, something else. You know what? I will look it up. Give me a second. Child of God. I read Child of God. Oh. And you know what? I read it in 2014. I don't remember a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But it's about a violent, dispossessed man falsely accused of rape. And so it is... It is... That says a lot right there about... <laughs> Cormac McCarthy's books. Let's yeah, be so it, it, in the description it says Cormac McCarthy depicts the most sordid aspects of life with dignity, humor, and characteristic b- lyrical brilliance, which like does kind of sum it up. But yeah, he haunts the hill country of East Tennessee when he's released from jail. It is, it is a lot. Yeah, like it was heavy, and I remember being oh gosh, I was like early twenties. And so I was like coming fresh off of like <laughs> divergent. <laughs> and, you know, I was getting out of my YA phase. Yeah. And I picked up Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. And I was not ready. <laughs> I read him. I'm pretty sure I read The Road and No Country for Old Men in high school. Yeah. Like I was committed I, I, to I reading remember him. reading it and being like, that was dark. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. But like it's so, it's the thing is like they're at it's least, really it's really well written. Yeah, they're well written, and in my opinion, which they're always the, realistic endings. Yeah, for the world that for the he's world doing. that he's describing, yeah. it fits everything yeah. fits, and it's frustrating because it fits. But I totally get how this could be like a yeah. very upsetting ending. Yeah, it's just like I you know it's like I want to hate the ending so much, but yeah. You're like, Frick, it was good ending. I just won't ever read it again because I yeah. know how it ends and it's sad. It's it's true. So I have another one. And I we, we don't have much time to talk about it. Uh, but it is not... I've talked about it before. You know what? I've said everything I wanted to say about this book. It's, yeah. It ends with us by yeah. Colleen Hoover. I think you knew that. Yeah. I think the most disappointing thing about this book 
you know what? There's so many things to choose from, actually. I think one of the... I'm just going to say it. The stupidest thing about this book is the ending. Everything else is bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a bad book, in my opinion. Again, no... If you love Colleen Hoover and this was, like, your favorite book ever, that's fine. I'm not judging. Like, that's not my goal here. But I will say, I just thought for what happened in a book... So, for those of you who are unaware... It Ends With Us is a book that was positioned as a romance novel, which is one of my first qualms with it, that deals heavily, heavily with abuse mm-hmm. and domestic violence and a lot of various things stemming from that. And I don't think it takes itself seriously enough to be dealing with these topics. And that is one of my, that's where I found this book very problematic. I didn't find the writing great. I thought it was actually really terribly written. Mm-hmm. and I didn't like the characters. I didn't think there was much characterization. They're flat characters. They are outlines of people at best. And there's a lot of things I could talk about this book with. But the fact that at the end, we have a woman willingly about to leave her child with her abuser is actually just upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. It's actually just, it's just a lot. And I know these situations are very complicated and I don't, Like, I know real life becomes very complicated. Yeah. But when you have someone who has shown repeatedly that he will hurt you, I don't think that. And it it is kind of presented as like she does trust him again. Yeah. And I just, I think that's really dangerous to present in fiction. Well, especially since of all the ways to portray regaining trust in someone, you choose a live baby a live, a live baby to be the experimental <laughs> nut. It's also like he, so she toys around with forgiving him up until the birth of her daughter. Yeah. And then in the moments after, <laughs> this is literally how it's written. It feels like I'm making fun of it. This is legitimately how it happens. She finishes giving birth. They are holding the baby. He's like, she's so beautiful. She's amazing. Like, you're amazing for bringing that. Like, he's just grateful. And she goes, I want a divorce. Because I would never let somebody treat my daughter the way you have treated me. And he's like, but I'm so sorry. I would never do that to her. And it really positioned it as, like, this only mattered. Because he now has a daughter. Yeah. He, and she says that. She said, would you let somebody treat her the way you treated me? And he's like, no, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, he really didn't see her as a human being Mm -hmm. before she pushed another human being out of her body. Mm -hmm. I could write a dissertation on how problematic that is i could study this book for years and still not unpack all of the problems with it yeah and that is very upsetting to me like i really did when i was reading it i really did have hope that the ending would kind of save some of the other stuff that was going on in it and i was really trusting it to get somewhere That I felt like, okay, you know what? Overall, I didn't enjoy it, but at least the ending was good. And then that happened. And it's like, I'm going to go drop my baby off with 
my ex-husband just, and I'm gonna yeah. go on a date with Atlas. Yeah. It's like a big pile of crap <laughs> with more crap put on top yeah, of it. Yeah, the dollop of crap on top. Yeah, just an extra bit because you felt like crap it. Yeah. For, for the road. <laughs> Here's one for the one road. One for the road. <laughs> I... Every time I talk about this book, I start off and I'm like, I'm not going to talk about it again, except, and then I get angry. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to be angry yeah. at this book because it's a book. Yeah. You need to let it go and have peace in your life, Marissa. <laughs> you keep need going. to find peace. Every time there's a worst something that we pull out of this drug, Megan, yeah. it's coming back yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It never ends. We're re-traumatizing you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was, it was a trip. That was quite the read. That was a moment in my life. <laughs> but I was like, you know what I should do? I should read It Ends With Us. Yeah. At the time, it was a good idea. But It was a good idea. I was like, what quick. is this all about? Let's figure this out. <laughs> and regrets were made the that regrets night. Regrets were made that night. That is for sure. All right, were there any other books that you wanted to mention really quickly here to, that you had on your list? No, I think we covered. I think we covered most of them. Yeah. I know there's going to be one later today that I'm going to be like, oh, we really should uh, yeah. mention that Oh, one. for sure. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, sometimes when we pick out topics, I'm like, I just need to read these books faster because it might be perfect for the podcast <laughs> this topic. This actually might be the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it never is, but. <laughs> it never is. No, 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 for sure. I did enjoy this topic just because I do think I, I you know what I think I liked the way you approached it because I think you approached it in this like forgiving way where you were like yeah. endings are hard oh for sure yeah and I do understand how like a lot of books can really lose it at the end and they can be great otherwise and I don't mm -hmm. think that's necessarily like a qualification to not read it yeah I usually just try to warn people which I've done to you a couple times like yeah. don't have too high expectations for the ending yeah. And I think, like, and it is so hard because, like, I've been lucky that I haven't read any that were out outright, like, horrible endings. Mm -hmm. But to go through the commitment of reading, like, who knows how long, of, you know, how many pages you're going to be reading. Yeah. And then you just have, like, the worst ending ever. And you're just like, that's not satisfying. Like, that's not what I want. Especially when you do love the characters you're reading yeah. and you want them to have, like, a happily ever after and, like, not in like a typical way, but like yeah. you just want them to achieve what their goals were for the series. Like I think that's why the death cure was like not my favorite because I just felt like his goals kind of got pushed to the side and his feelings for all these people weren't mm -hmm. explored to the extent that they should have been. Yeah, I'm big on characterization. So when you take a character and you kind of manipulate their character to fit an ending. Yeah. That is where I, like, really struggle. Yeah. And it's, like, it's pretty obvious. Like, you kind of get left. Even, like, for me, someone who I'm, like, I just read a book. Like, I'm not, like, analyzing mm -hmm. a book. I can tell, like, that's odd. Like, that seems off for this person. And, yeah. like, maybe they, they probably just wouldn't more, have done that. Yeah. They probably wouldn't have done it. Or they just needed more time to develop into that yeah. choice. You needed to make it from a trilogy to like a four part series yeah, and then just, we we might have got there or one year later one year later bring maybe, it back <laughs> you know what maybe other genres need to adapt it yeah and the romance genre needs to let go of it because it's actually not needed there yeah and we need it other places we need it in other places and i think that would help for sure we came full circle i love it all right so let's draw our next topic and then we'll talk about our upcoming reads sounds good
Also, you didn't have the, that in the last episode. Did the ASMR? Didn't? No. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't get it out. <laughs> it was like that was the longest. So you draw didn't want to be pulled. It didn't. It was resisting. Oh, this is gonna be fun. So, books that were your quickest reads. I like that. I like that a lot because I feel like they're not necessarily like, so it's interesting because they're not necessarily going to be like the highest quality necessarily, but they are going to be like the most fun potentially. Most fun, most enjoyable. You know, it's like they're ones that we're wanting to finish and see where it goes. That you just like devoured. Like I'm thinking of a few right now and almost all Mm -hmm. of them. I'm like, I don't always know if I would recommend this one, but if somebody wanted something fast and fun. Yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it'll be good. Okay. I'm, I'm really curious about this one. And I think we're going to have a range of books, which is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love that. All right. Uh, so what is your upcoming read? Tell me about oh, what you're reading. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you saw it posted on our Instagram. I did. Story. I did. I was very excited. Um, so I'm reading Thomas King's Green Grass Running Water, which you gave me as a gift. I did. I don't know. When I think it was Christmas birthday last birthday? year. Okay, yeah. Um, and you gave it to me because it was when I was trying to read different genres, yeah. different authors. Um, and I had been meaning to pick it up, and I felt that I kind of just needed the right time. Yeah, which is now because I just need like more adult fiction. Definitely not realism. A young adult, so yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely not young adult. And so far, like it's one of those books that his writing's very unique. Yeah. Like, it's not grammatically correct. I, like, s- parts of it are, but it is of that very storytelling-esque yeah. vibe of Indigenous people. So it's just a matter of me getting into the groove of that. Yeah. And then I think I'm going to just, like, fly I through highly, it. Yeah, I highly recommend with that one is, like, trying to read a little bit each day. Like, even mm-hmm. if you don't get through a lot, just don't let it go too long without having read a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure. Because I definitely will feel like what what happened what's what, going on who but, is this character like yeah. that kind of stuff yeah whereas you kind of do want that like holistic understanding of it yeah yeah which i can see so i think like just like dipping my toes in every day is gonna be good until yeah. i you know get past the first however many pages yeah and then i'll just fly through totally but what about you so right now and what i'm currently working on is the hunchback of notre dame by victor Hugo. Mm-hmm. I. We'll be finishing that one. I'm just trying to kind of just give myself a little space to read it slowly. Like, that's fine. So that's kind of on the the docket. I actually don't know if I'm going to end up finishing that one before I have to pick up a different book, which yeah. is for our book club. Yeah. Which I've been putting off. I've been putting off for two reasons. One, <laughs> I have been in the middle of a lot of books. Yeah. And two, I kind of wanted to leave our book club book until the last minute. Not the last minute, but like I wanted to read it relatively close to it because I still wanted to have that fresh impression. Yeah, for sure. Of it, just because I think a lot of people have taken wages of whether I will like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so I really wanted to like come in with like my full emotion because you know how I get. I get yeah. really excited. So the book I'm going to have to start soon is Crescent City House of Earth and Blood which you have fantastically lent me a hard cover yeah. or a hard copy of. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the book that will be 
doing. So this podcast comes out on Thursday and we'll be talking about in our Discord channel on Sunday. So if you're interested and you're not already part of our Discord, uh, you can find it in the links of this description for this yeah. podcast. And yeah, feel free to join. Feel free to join and not partake in the book club as well. That's like totally an option as well. Yeah. But we are reading Sarah J. Moss's Crescent City. Yep. And we will be talking about it on Sunday. Yep. 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, also like Discord's fun. I like it. You get to share <laughs> memes and TikToks about books and like talk how, to people about books. I like books. how you're like a Discord fan now. And like when yeah. you first downloaded <laughs> it, you were like, Marissa, I don't know what to like, do. I don't know how to change my name, let alone anything else. Like literally, I think there was like a week or two where you were like, Megan, like answer the messages. And I'm like, oh, there's little check marks telling you when there's new messages. I didn't notice that. <laughs> there's not just one place I yeah. go for my messages. Yeah. Yeah. Discord is, uh, it's very like, there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. So it, it becomes a little bit confusing and overwhelming at first. But once you get used to it, it's like fine. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to start it. I don't know. What was your guess? I'm just curious because I know we have some people who said I'm not going to like it. And do you you thought I was going to enjoy it? I so I personally think it's my favorite out of Sarah J. Moss. Um, I don't know. Like, I hope you like it. Yeah. No pressure. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you don't like it, like, I'm not going to be upset. But like, I just think it was not what I was expecting from her. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. So that's going to be the next kind of two books to finish. And then I'm I have no idea where I'm going next. Do you do you have kind of a plan after you're done Thomas King's or are you just taking it one day at a time here? I think one day at a time. I just like I really want to finish a bunch of series I have, but they're all like YA fantasies. And mm. I'm just I want to finish them. But we'll see if this kind of this book clears my mind of the YA funk. Yeah. And so you can actually get back into it. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts here, Megan? No. Fantastic. So if you're looking for more content from us, you can go follow us on Instagram. We are at the book jar pod there. You can also send us a message there if you have a question you'd like us to add to the book mm -hmm. jar. It is getting a little bit lower on questions. So would love yeah, if anything, it any could literally be any question. Silly topics, ever. serious topics. Yeah, make us write an essay kind of topics or yeah, very very triv trivial topics. Oh, trivia topics would be trivia fun. would be interesting as well. Hmm, hint hint <laughs> hint hint. hint. Uh, yeah, so you can find us there. Also, as we mentioned, there is a Discord server that we have set up if you want to just talk books with people or if you are interested in joining our book club, which we lovingly named the 2AM book club. So that's when I do my reading. So <laughs> there is that. Otherwise, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and keep reading. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. This is the awkwardest bye ever. I have to every time. Every time. Everyone expects it. I People will forget that I'm part of the podcast if they don't hear me say bye at the end. They'll be like, what happened to Megan? Megan Clearly she was left. kicked out. She left at the last minute. She ran away. She never was, to be seen again. Yeah. But here I am. This is the worst ending ever. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Goodbye. <laughs> 
Oh my god. What was that? I don't know. <laughs>